Hi, and welcome to the Triathlon Mental Performance Podcast. I'm your host, Neil Edge. This podcast is for you if you're a triathlete, whether an age grouper or a pro. As an experienced triathlon mental performance coach, during each 10-minute episode, I'll be talking about mental tools and strategies to manage your pre-race nerves, to prevent panic in open water, to improve your mental toughness, to quickly recover from setbacks, to remove the mental blocks that are preventing you from increasing your pace, power and speed, to improve your focus and much, much more. I'll also be talking to some of the leading ultra-endurance athletes. Each episode will be in your favourite podcast platforms every Monday. If you like the sound of that, please click the follow button to be notified when each episode is released. And you're also welcome to join my private Facebook group with over 1,100 triathletes. The Facebook group is called Triathlon Mindsets, and the link will be in the show notes. Have a wonderful day, everybody, and I look forward to recording new episodes. In this episode, I talk about how to remove your fear of descending fast on your bike. Now, as a triathlon mental performance coach, this is a question that I'm asked a lot. How can we remove that fear? You know, you're racing hard on flat, climbing hard, and then constantly getting overtaking on the descent. And it really is a challenge. You've no doubt experienced this before if you listened to this episode, where get to descent, even the thought of the descent, whether it's in training or in racing, and all of a sudden your heart rate starts to rise, sweaty palms, and all of those things you're experiencing when you're experiencing fear. And it's something that we think about a lot, especially if we know of a training ride that has that really steep, gnarly, bendy descent or windy descent, um, or in a race when you've looked at the, when you've done your uh, your route recce and you see that descent and already your thoughts start racing about what can go wrong, what is going to happen. Um, but as I said, rest assured that this really can be completely removed so that you're attacking that flat section, you're attacking the climb, and then you're able to attack the descent as well. And it will make an absolute world of difference. And I know this because as a as a former triathlete, um, I'd been there myself. And one of the reasons I created this program many years ago was to help myself to overcome this fear. And so I was the the initial guinea pig, if you like, to test on myself. And since then, I've, I've tested this strategy on many, many athletes and taken many through a a short four-call program, and, and more about that later. Um, but the first thing we need to do is to understand what's going on inside our mind. Now, those feelings, as all feelings are, are triggered by thoughts. Now, the first step in the process, and what I'd encourage you to do, is to get a blank sheet of paper and draw a line down the center of the page, because the first thing that we need to do is to identify whether those thoughts are rational. You know, and as an example of a rational thought, I was talking to one athlete um, where they were swimming in Florida and um, they were talking about, well, the, the lake, there are, there are a few um, alligators in the lake. Now, you know, as strong and as confident swimmer as I am, I absolutely wouldn't be swimming in that lake. And that's got nothing to do with preventing fear. Um, that's a rational thought and something that we need to take serious. However, a large percentage of our thoughts are irrational fears, and that's what we need to identify first. This is a first step in the process to removing 
atmosphere and descending fast. So as I said, step number one is take a sheet of paper, draw a line down the center of the page. Now what I'd like you to do is to take the time to do this, whether it's 5, 10, 15 minutes, you can pause the episode if you like, and to write down a list of exactly what it is that is causing that fear. All of the thoughts that you're experiencing. And there's no such thing as a stupid thought. People often say, oh, you know, when I'm taking athletes through this program, oh, that sounds a little bit crazy. I'm almost embarrassed to talk about it. There is nothing crazy in my world. Um, and so list those fears down. Now, the common ones are losing control. So I'm riding too fast, losing control, and I won't be able to brake. Another common one is losing the back end on a bike. Gone into the bend too fast, not able to brake, or you brake, um, and the back end comes out and you slide and crash. And there are many others. There's a number, you know, having a flat on a descent and a number of others, whichever are relevant to you. So take your time to write down that list of those thoughts. That's the first step. So once you've done that, the next stage is to identify whether there's a real possibility of that happening. Now, first things first, and you know, these are all controllable. So the first thing first is racing to or riding too fast to the extent that you can't stop, you can't break. Now, that's a controllable. They always say, cycling coaches will always say, or in most cases, unless this has changed, um, slow in, fast out. So if you're on a bend, on a descent, slow in, fast out. So you're controlling your speed. So ultimately, this is something that you have complete control over. Because as long as your bike is properly serviced, you should never not be able to slow down or stop. Um, you know, if you, another way to look at it is, if you look back at all of the hundreds or thousands of kilometers or miles that you've done over the last two, three, four, five, six years, whatever that may be, how many times have you not been able to stop? And I'm anticipating probably quite accurately that that number is absolutely zero. Okay, so the reality is, as long as you're smart, as long as you're sensible on your bike, and as long as you manage your speed, you're always going to be able to stop. So that is an irrational fear. So what I'd like you to do is, in the right-hand side, what we need to do now, and this exercise is changing what I, what I call those low-hanging fruit beliefs, if you like. You believe in your mind that beliefs are simpler repetitive thoughts that you're not going to be able to stop. Um... Now, what we want to do is quickly change those beliefs. And we'll do that in the form of staging positive affirmations. But before we get to that, I'd like you to write down in the right-hand column opposite, I'm comfortable being able to stop, or my brakes always work, or something like that. We're turning that around into a positive, which is actually a fact. We're not trying to convince our mind something that's not true, because that would be stupid. Um, all we're doing is looking at the reality, and the reality is you're always going to be able to stop. Now, as an affirmation, that needs to be in the present tense. So I'm always able to break comfortably, or something like that, in your words rather than mine. So 
turn that around and it's generally I am or I feel when we're stating affirmations in the present tense. So if you write that in that column, yeah, the next one might be um, I'm worried about my the back end sliding on a bend on a descent, which again is a fairly common one. Now again, you have control over this because that old well maybe it's a it's a current rule. Um, I'm sure cycling coaches will um, will advise of this, but slow in fast out means that you have control of your speed going into the bend, which means ultimately that's not going to happen. And as long as your technique is correct in terms of it's a right hand bend, and I won't go into this. I'm a, a mental performance coach, not a cycling coach, but but typically your um, your feet positioning on the pedals are at um, one eighty degree angle. So you, if it's a right hand bend, your right your right foot is up and your left foot is down, sort of putting pressure to keep you upright. Um, again, as long as you have the correct technique when you're cycling, that's simply an irrational fear. Slow in, fast out. You have control. Means the back end is not going to slide. And again, if you ask yourself the question. How many times has that happened before? The reality is it most likely happened. You know, I was cycling for, for quite a few years and it never happened to me and, you know, many other people too. So it's exactly the same. So if you take the time to work through your answers. Now, you know, I've had one athlete noted only one thing that caused those thoughts. Another and, and on a separate scale, wrote 16 on this particular program. And in my Overcoming Panic and Overwater program, one athlete wrote 27, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that at all. So once you've written them all down, then look at the reality. Is this a possibility? Do I have control? They're really the two questions uh, that you need to ask yourself to identify whether they're either rational or irrational thoughts. And obviously, rational thoughts, if they're facts, then... You know, that needs to be addressed. But in most cases, there are irrational thoughts. Work through that list. That's done. Okay. And again, write the positive for each. Write the positive for each one. Once you've done that, what I'd like you to do, I'd like you to rip that page in straight down the middle and on the left-hand column, which were those old beliefs, I'd like you to rip them up and throw them in the bin. It's an exercise or one of the many things I study is cognitive behavioral therapy. Um, and this is a part of that process in terms of one of the processes in terms of overcoming fears, one of the tools that we use. So rip that up, throw that in the bit. Okay. Now, that now becomes the first stage in your morning routine. So when you wake up in the morning, within the first three to five minutes of waking up, I'd like you to read each one. As I said, whether there's one or whether there's, there's 21, it doesn't matter. Simply wake up and within the first three to five minutes, I'll explain why that's important in a second, to read those affirmations. All we're wanting to do is take that information from the conscious into the subconscious for that to become a new belief and for our brain then to work its magic. Now, within the first three to five minutes, because our brain is in a particular low frequency state, our brain... Um, works across five different electrical um, currencies, if you like, currents. So five different brain states, as we call them. Okay. And the one that we're interested in is a brain state called a theta state. And the significance here is that that particular state, in simple terms, is when the door is open between the conscious and the subconscious. And what that means in reality is that we're able to feed those affirmations 
in faster. So rather than taking uh, 30 to 40 to 50 days for those affirmations to become fixed on our subconscious, it will take much less. The typical number, and I don't like to use um, typical numbers, but as, as a rule, within 21 days. Now that can happen much faster and it can, can also happen um, within that period of time. But within that period of time, your affirmations will be fixed in your subconscious for them, for the brain to work its magic. So as soon as you wake in the morning, I am, and then repeat them all the way through. Four, two to three minutes is all you need to do. Now, for whatever reason, if you do wake up in the morning and you miss your alarm clock um, and you've jumped out of bed, you haven't got time, our brain is in that same brain state, that same theta state within three to five minutes of sleeping. So ideally, do them in the morning, followed by meditation, which you'll, you'll um, if you're in my group, Triathlon Mindsets on Facebook, I've written a lot about meditation um, and you're welcome to join that. Um, but it's yeah, ideally followed by meditation, but that's not what this, this particular episode is about. So state your affirmations and then you know meditation if you have time and onwards from there. That is the first part of the process. The next part of the process involves a tool where we completely desensitize the fight, flight, or freeze response, which is triggered in a part of our brain called amygdala. And it's a very, very important step. Um, but I'd recommend that it's, it's highly recommended that you do that, this particular um, process, which I won't go into right now because this uh, episode will go on too long. Um, recommended that you do with a mental performance coach or a sports psychologist or somebody that's trained in this particular process, as I am. Um, if you'd like to completely remove this fear, feel free to send me a message. Um, I'll put the links in the description um, of how to contact me. Um, I've taken many athletes through a short four-call program, which by the end of it, we'll test it on a steep, gnarly, windy descent to prove to you that you now feel comfortable and confident riding those descents, feeling totally calm. Um, I've taken many, many athletes through it, as I said, um, and you're welcome to uh, to send me a message to ask me for details, and I'm, I'll be happy to share testimonials. Um you can also find details of that program on my website, which is www.neiledge.com, my name. So N-E-I-L-E-D-G-E.com. Um, so if you'd like to have a chat about that, I can send you details um, if you send me an email, um, or we can book a free call to 345 and they call just have a chat about it. And we'll see if it fits, see if you know you like me, I like you, and so on. You know, we get on um, and there's a fit. It's important both ways. So yeah, I hope that helped stating those affirmations and if you have any other questions feel free to contact me via any of the contact methods in the show notes or if you're in triathlon mindset you know how to reach me on facebook and i look forward to recording the next episode thank you for listening to today's episode i hope that you found that useful it will really help the show if you can click that follow button on your favorite podcast platform and also leave a review really will help you're also welcome to join my private Facebook group, as mentioned, Triathlon Mindset. And so if you search Facebook for Triathlon Mindset, and I'll be happy to accept you into the group. But once again, thank you very much for listening. <laughs>